0: now we're back with another episode and another season of inside sports fantasy football it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from inside sports fantasy football pop culture cosmos the lakers fast breaking game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows and if you can please give us a five star review just like that yeah yeah goal yes yes it's going through the uprights yes for five five stars review on apple podcasts plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can support us on at pop culture cosmos lakers fast break game source and of course everyone here at inside sports fantasy football and our good friends at dig on america it is sincerely appreciated well we're back talking some fantasy football and who better to host it with me this week because chris Lardieri. Is actually out this week, but he's doing some serious stuff. So I wanted to go ahead and say, you know what? We're going to start the season. We're going to get you involved, Chris, but you're coming back on next week. But right now, we've got a good man indeed. It is Jason Dutch from Dig on America. You got to check out all the stuff that he's doing today at digonamerica.com. And of course, Dig on America, where we get your podcast for the best in opinions out there on what's going on out there in the world. It is Jason Dutch. Jason, great to have you back, my friend. I love hey. the shameless plug. I love the shameless plug, man. There you go.
1: That's there right. Go. That is correct. Dig on America podcast. Uh, not a sports
0: podcast, but... <laughs> Sometimes you delve into it. Sometimes.
1: Yeah, we'll, t- we'll we'll touch on it when it gets into social issues uh, or there's something dramatic like the Bears drafting a quarterback who's not a white man. Probably newsworthy. But yes, outside of that, um, we do... But we're all big
0: sports fans, so well it's great to have you here, my friend. And you, like I, as we've said on this show in past seasons, have had extensive time working on fantasy football, going way back to look keep you know, keeping score on the big magazines. I remember yeah. actually doing it on big notebooks. I was working at, here in Las Vegas at this big, huge uh, electronics store, which also had a Tower Records and a Tower Magazine place, ah. right all under the same roof. And we would go ahead and do it in this cafe that's inside. And we would do our drafts there. And I had all my all my books. And I would go to the, the actual book section, the magazine section, and grab all these magazine fantasy football magazines. And I had them lined up all around my table there. Nah, and I had my notes. That. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Fourteen
0: ninety nine for this for the, but I didn't because uh, after the draft is over, I would just return it right there back. In the
1: oh, you did it at the books at Tower Records, which was yeah also because
0: a it was it was the good guys idea. and the Tower Records and a cafe all under one roof, and it not had the magazine yet. rock. Yeah, so it was just awesome.
1: Yeah, I used to walk into Walgreens like the day before my draft, and like I think it's important to put into context that. You know, if people are watching this for fantasy advice, that we've been playing this game for a long time now. That doesn't necessarily mean we're we're good or right, but you know, i I my my first ever fantasy football quarterback was Dan Marino, so uh, it was also in his last year. Uh, it was 1999. Was my first year. I think 96 was mine. Okay, so yeah, we used to do it on paper and we text in our lineups. I think it was a six man league when I first started. So yeah, it was uh good, good times. You, everybody wanted Marshall Falk.
0: Yeah. Uh, he was the one that could, uh, get, could do it all across the entire landscape of everything. You needed: touchdowns, receptions, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Absolutely. He was the man right there back then for fantasy football owners.
1: We still have a saying in my old league. I have a league that's started in 99 still in it. It's a redraft league. Um, we still have a phrase we use. It's called a falking. So it's kind of like getting F, you know, the bad word F'd, right? Yes. Except we call it getting falked. Because whenever a running back runs ape crap on you, it we we still call that a falking to this day. So uh rest in power, Marshall Falk. He's still alive, but Yes. his his fantasy career is is dead but thank you for having me on the show looking forward to another great year of uh of fantasy football talk
0: that's awesome and again as someone who's very experienced like you going on what over 20 years i'm <clears throat> right on 25 myself so we'd yeah. love your questions we always had a great time whether it's live or if you send it in by email in fact you can go ahead two places to go ahead and catch us for email is fantasy football at yahoo.com or Popculturecosmos at yahoo.com, or you can just hit us up Popculture Cosmos on any social media or dig on America on social media as well. So if you have any fantasy football questions, we'd love it. Absolutely love it. You can follow us on Pop Culture Cosmos or also as well Inside Sports Fantasy Football on Facebook. We were getting questions in. I remember at the height when we were doing it, like last year and the year before, we were getting a lot of questions in live. We were getting a lot of questions in after the fact. People are asking yeah. us about starting lineups. It was great, my friend. I might absolutely be a little late. It.
1: Might be a little late today, uh, but but we're we're doing this at ten something. So I don't know how yeah. many people. Uh, California time, ten o'clock. Yeah. So, you know, but absolutely, um, we'll be back. So absolutely, or if you – like questions.
0: I said, yeah, email us, uh, social media, not a problem. we will be glad to take care of on that. And right now, we're in a stage where people are starting to run their drafts. And yeah. whether it's a extension league where you've been playing for a number of years, or if it's a league that you're just starting up for this year, people are really starting to get into it right about now. Exhibition football is already on way. We've already had the Hall of Fame. Yes, game. they're
1: playing. They're playing DFS games. With preseason players. Yeah, that's how crazy people are about fantasy football. Yep, Preseason fantasy football would have who would have guessed i'm out for that by the way
0: oh well you saw this coming i mean we didn't see this back in the 90s when we're playing but we definitely see it now as we got into more of the social media game then you have all the fantasy apps that are out there i mean any they try to one-up each other on everything
1: yeah your first pick for the day is going to be the third string quarterback on the buccaneers i mean it's just ridiculous but exactly
0: But, man, I'm ha- so great to have you here. I know Chris Artieri and his son also want to come on board. I know that last season they were a great help, and can't wait to have them back on the show again. But, my friend, you have been in your number of leagues. You've also won your share of leagues. I think today we wanted to go ahead and do some basic stuff today. Not, not to, We're just trying to wean ourselves back into the season here. So right. I wanted to go ahead and get you started on it. I mean, you're going and preparing right now. And I know you had the sleeper app league. I know you had the sleeper draft already, which I I probably won't touch on too much more because I kind of <laughs> left in multiple, on I'm in, I'm in multiple dynasty leagues, so okay,
1: yeah. I mean, I I'm in I'm I, I'm in three dynasty leagues and two redraft leagues. So, um, if, if you're if if you're doing a dynasty startup, mm-hmm. probably you can pay attention to this show um if you're not doing a dynasty startup and you're doing like a dynasty redraft you know like your supplemental draft year by year this is not the show for you
0: well i can also tell you from my end because my end i love going by the year by year i'm not as big a fan as dynasty even though actually i was what a half point away from winning the championship in your league last year so you were i was i was Actually, one, sorry, one point and one half, one and a half points. Uh, I want to clarify that, but yep, yes. Uh, that was close. That was close, and uh, I was uh, thrilled to even, even be that competitive. So I, I personally love just going up on ESPN Yahoo just for a random year by year because I never know what my schedule dictates because it's so hard. You have to commit so much of your time, Jason, to to everything when it concerns dynasties, not only retaining what players are going to retain, what players do you want to keep? What players you may think of keeping down the road, what players you may think of picking up on road. It's, it's a continual chess match, is it not when you're playing in a dynasty league?
1: Oh yeah. I mean I I have uh in my older in my oldest dynasty league, which I've been in for five years, um, I have Kyler Murray in that league and I was literally just negotiating a trade. Someone wanted Kyler Murray. So you know it's um, the, 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 it's it's crazy because the busiest time mm-hmm. is probably two weeks after the season ends, and then right before the right right after the NFL draft, there's just a it's madness in uh, in dynasty leagues. Um, you know it'll it also will start to pick up right now as people just get the itch, but um, but yeah it's it's a year round deal um it's not uncommon to have trades in february uh you know all the way through till you know you got that one month between the start of the playoffs and then the super bowl where nothing's allowed but out, outside of that it's madness
0: well let's go into first off one thing i wanted to get everybody into is uh, i know a lot, some people that are newer to fantasy football have a question on PPR versus non-PPR and which is the right deal for them Wentz, you get asked that question in a PPR league because, you know, we often get that question when we're on the air last year and then also when we're sent in is, you know, I've got the starting lineup in a PPR league or I've got the starting lineup or I need to make these changes in a non-PPR league. What are the differences between you two and how do you approach that?
1: Well, okay. So if I, if the question is, do you start a new league with PPR or, or no PPR, I mean it really doesn't make a ton of difference. Um I'm a fan of half point PPR because it's a nice happy medium. Um but you know if if you are if you're already in a league and it's you know and and you have your draft coming up I think the main the main difference with PPR compared to um non-PPR uh is going to be you know running backs who might be third third down backs um, like pass catching uh, running backs like your Kareem hunts of the world are going to go significantly higher uh, than they would if in, in a, a standard non PPR fantasy league. That That's probably the main difference that, and you'll see maybe like a high volume tight end, like a Darren Waller uh, or a Travis Kelsey, you know, might be selected a little bit higher. Uh, they have a new thing now called tight end premium, which is a, where you, where you do PPR only for tight ends. Um, I haven't played in a league with that yet. I'm in one now, but it's only half point. So I don't know how, I, I'm probably not a good expert on that right now. Uh, but, um, you know, if you're starting out a new league, you know, it. it's probably, it probably doesn't make any difference either way. It's just, uh, you know, I can't imagine everyone in your league is going to be brand new to fantasy. So they're probably going to have an opinion on it. So the best thing to do is usually just vote, <laughs> ask people what they want, you know, the, the, Absolutely. The, the people are going to be in your league, what they want to do one way or the other. And then, you know, receivers will go slightly higher in PPR than they would versus running backs or quarterbacks. Um, and,
0: and let's clear up something. PPR is points per reception. You know, people in that are in fantasy, we all know PPR, right. non PPR, but to someone getting new into it, points per reception is for PPR. And that's why, receivers are held in a much higher esteem when you're talking about PPR, you know, just even a little bit more than that. So, right. So, yeah, I mean, just something that people I think need to approach carefully. I, I think for someone that's getting new into it, the less complicated, the better. I don't think you should go in. Uh, you, I mean, if you got a whole bunch of friends at work, been playing for a number of years and you go in and say, you know what? I want to give it a try know what you're getting yourself into and know you're just it's going to be a learning curve for you that at least that first year or two my suggestion would be just doing the espn or yahoo or whatever whatever basic league setup there is and just understanding how to go ahead and learn some techniques and tricks and yet that way if you make your mistakes or or if you do some things that you would regret doing do it there on a free league, and that way, when you start getting into pay leagues and you start going into, you know, with buddies and whatnot, start chipping in twenty, fifty, a hundred dollars. Make sure you know where you're at before you go ahead and and just jump into it. Full steam. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, you can really get taken to the cleaners.
1: <laughs> Hypothetically, I think, but yes. I, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I
0: mean, because you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you got a newbie coming in there, and, and you're just saying, okay, he hasn't he doesn't really know what's going on. It's it's tell me, I mean, you most leagues they'll, they'll try to handhold you a little bit to an extent, but then there's always individuals there. that are going to work it against you.
1: It's a big issue. I mean, it's like the dynasty league I was just talking about. I had another guy offer me a trade today. He he offered me a trade. He wanted Joe Mixon. And this guy has been in the league since it started. He's been in it for five years. Uh So he has no excuse. He might've joined after, after the first year. He might have been a a second-year ad, but we'll get whatever. He's got no excuse. He he offered me a deal for, yeah, he asked for Joe Mixon and Rondell Moore, who's a rookie receiver. And he offered me DJ Dallas and Todd Gurley. And I'm like, yeah, Todd Gurley's got a name, maybe if you don't know any better, but he's not even on a team right now. Exactly. So, you know, like, it's, and, and it's not that I think the guy was trying to screw me over. I just think he doesn't know what he's doing. You know, so it's – but the nice thing is is for anybody who's watching this who's new in fantasy, there's nothing to worry about because you're not doing what Gerald and I did 20-something years ago. You're going to draft, in all likelihood, uh, not in person. You're probably going to draft online. If you draft in person, then, you know, you just pull your phone out and you look at the freaking rankings on every single site that's out there. And the the worst that that you can do – is follow the rankings like you know it's it it's it's the easy they've mu- they've made it way too easy to be honest with you with all these tools that are out there. I mean, I've I there was a a, a number of years I don't know four or five six years ago when I kind of got out of fantasy a little bit. I, I was still playing, but I wasn't paying a lot of attention. I would literally just go in and like you know I didn't I wasn't paying attention to who the rookies were wa- rookies were like this we're talking like oh seven through probably 2012 I was very disconnected from fantasy I still played every year I won it in 08. all I did was follow the the you know I I was just like okay I remember this guy's name this guy's ranked ahead of him he plays on this team now you know it there's so many tools out there it's not like you're digging through a magazine and combing through sleepers anymore everybody knows who the sleepers are you know it's all more it's more or less about strategy and and playing you know I'd like to say it's... they. People always like to say it's chess, not checkers. I don't agree with that. This is really? checkers, not chess. We'll be right back with more fantasy
0: football. Big on America.
1: Hey, guys. This is Jason Dutch with Dig in America podcast. And I'm here with... Big Hops. And I'm also here with... So there's there's a strategy when you're drafting, right? There's multiple draft strategies. You have zero RB, which is where which is very popular, which I did for a while. Which means you completely neglect running back until you know maybe the fifth or sixth round. You don't touch it at all. Uh, you draft the rest of you know you you go with especially in dynasty. People, people do this a lot uh, because the running backs get hurt a lot and they have short yeah. careers, right? So you know you've got that. You've got your your QB, you know, where a lot of people will sit back on QB. What I like to do is I like to look at what, you know, the first couple of rounds are going to be easy. Um, after the first couple of rounds though, because really the first couple of rounds are going to take the best available player. Yeah. Um, but after that, you kind of want to look and say, okay,
0: I want to take players who are going to be. Well, to stuck. me, that's when the fantasy draft begins. That's how how you fill out the rest of your roster what 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 do you mean? That's when the fancy drop for me begins and should begin for everyone out there is, is round three, round yeah. four when it doesn't become so obvious on who you should pick next
1: yeah, for sure and I like what, what i what i what I like to do is I like to tier my players right so like for example, Chris Goodwin is a great player to grab in fantasy this year as your for a wide receiver because he's been dropping a little bit, and I know this because I've already done two startup drafts in dynasty. And I got Chris Goodwin in both of those leagues. And I got him there because he was the best available value at the time. And I want to say I got him in the fifth or seventh round or some, something of that nature. Now these were super flex leagues. So, you know, there's two quarterbacks. So ignore that. If you're not in a two quarterback league, it might be a round or two before what I just said, but it's still, he was going a lot. He was clearly the best value at where I was picking because I view him as a tier one wide receiver. And if everybody after him is like, say, the next receiver after him is Juju Smith Schuster, there's a big drop off there, in my opinion, between Goodwin and Schuster. So yeah. you're gonna grab, you're gonna grab Goodwin, pass on, you know, pass on maybe um, a running back because you at that point in time you might have five running backs who are still tier one or two. You might still have a Josh Jacobs, a Joe Mixon, you know, um, uh, an Antonio Gibson, that sort of thing, who's still in the draft at that point in time. So if there's only one tier 1 receiver left <clears throat> and three or four tier 2 running backs the odds are okay who's going to make it back to me right yeah. so and of course depending on when you're picking and all that type of stuff so you're it it's really just but it's about striking uh, about striking first more so I think than than waiting back with the ex- with the exception of quarterback and with quarterback You know, if you're in a one quarterback league um, and it's a redraft league, really your best bet with quarterback is wait for somebody to take like the third quarterback. You know, someone's going to spring early on Mahomes. You know, this year Watson's hurt, but like last year it went Mahomes, Watson were one, two, right? So this year it might be, it might go Mahomes, Allen, and then you're probably going to get a little drop off before it goes to Kyler Murray or or Dak Prescott or whoever goes, you know, third or fourth. So once you see like three or four quarterbacks going, then you know that you're going to see a run on quarterbacks coming up, and it's probably a good time to say, okay, there's, there's, let's say, 11 quarterbacks who you've identified that you'll say, okay, I'd be comfortable with this guy as the starter for my fantasy team. When you see that that list is starting to get low and you're about a round away from your pick, that's when you want to strike on one of those quarterbacks. So, and it might not even be a bad choice. If you wait till like the seventh or eighth or ninth round and take a quarterback, which is something I frequently do. I'll take two of them back to back. So that way, if the guy that I pick gets hurt, or if he doesn't turn out having such a great year, I can go, uh, you know, I have that second quarterback there as well.
0: Not too shabby. I'm if I don't I'm not a league that's uh, only a two quarterback if I am want that you can draft more I actually get an additional third just so in case like I said if a if somebody gets hurt and b somebody's on another team always happens they always get quarterback dry because they picked one and then they picked someone else at the end of their draft or they ended up getting hurt or just lack of performance what have you. They get desperate for a quality starting quarterback, and if you have two or even three quality starting back starting quarterbacks on your roster, that's very tempting for a good trade where you're maybe a little bit short upon. Seems to work the, for me almost every year.
1: The, the the different The question with that is going to be how many people are in your league. If it's a ten man league or less, that strategy probably won't work because there's thirty two teams, so that leaves three point two quarterbacks per team, right? If you're in a 12-man league, though, then absolutely that strategy can work. I'm usually 12s. Yeah. So that absolutely will work in a 12-man league because it's impossible for every team to have three starting quarterbacks, right? Because the most you can possibly have, it's not impossible. You could be an idiot and take a quarterback in your first five picks and have five quarterbacks. I'm talking about not being an idiot, right? So like the – but there's – Assuming that every team sees what's going on, every team is probably going to have two quarterbacks, and then you'll only have and you know there's thirty two start there's thirty two teams, so that leaves thirty two starting quarterbacks. Now you have some teams where you might have a Taysom Hill Winston situation or Lock Bridgewater situation where you might see two drafted if you have a deeper roster. But what'll end up probably happening is you'll have you know, only eight of those 12 teams who will be able to get a third starter. So in that case, uh, because obviously 12, is, you know, everybody's going to take one that's 12, two, that's 24 when they have their backup. And then, well, 32 minus 24 is eight. So that means there's four teams who theoretically can't have uh, three quarterbacks. In that case, your strategy possibly could work. I get
0: get trade offers every single year on one of the quarterbacks I'm not using. It's like clockwork. And it's just so funny because that's when the desperation begins. Because if you have, let's say, quarterback, uh, you know, maybe ranked number 30 or 31 or 32, and you're getting that kind of production and you see on my roster, I have, let's say, a top five, a top 10, and a top 15 in there. And mixed in there, which uh, sometimes you know, I try really hard to go for during the middle rounds. That becomes very enticing to a lot of people, right there, because that that's sure. a big, that could be the difference between a one and a loss if you have a poor starting quarterback.
1: Yeah, and 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 so for that's why I always recommend you know identify. So what when it comes to, and quarterback is such an important position in fantasy, and again, this conversation is more that we're having right now for those listening is really for one-quarterback leagues. If you're in a super flex or a a two-quarterback league, all of the quarterbacks are going to be gone by the fifth round.
0: Well, it worked for me in the sleeper app because um, I actually drafted three, and I got lucky because Dak Prescott, He, you know, you 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 obviously uh, you know what happened to him. He got you know his knee, and he was gone. But I had uh, you know uh, Aaron Rodgers, who just did an outstanding you know MVP. Everybody knows was what's going on with him. And then I was able to go ahead and still have uh, you know a decent quarterback after that. That I was able to go ahead and still plop in there. And if I didn't, uh, you know, because those quarterbacks, especially on those type of dynasty leagues they can really get you a big score that if you just plug in, let's say a running back or wide receiver that they don't give you.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's a good point too. It brings up another good point. uh, I should say is again, this is a conversation for newer people. If, if you're a veteran, then maybe you can learn something. Maybe, maybe, you know, you know, better Um, what's your scoring system, right? Like if quarterbacks, so for example, if you have, if you're getting a point for every 20 yards receiving and six points per touchdown, you really want to target a top five quarterbacks. But generally, you're going to get a point for every 25 yards. So in other words, 100 yards passing would be four points, and then four to five points. Generally, four. Um, I'm a fan of five, but generally, like Yahoo and and, and ESPN do four um so it's less points right so it's a little bit less important to have a stud quarterback and when quarterbacks have lower scores or you might want to get someone mobile like a Kyler Murray or Jalen Hurts so they can rack you up those rushing yards as well
0: yeah or Josh Allen Josh Allen is someone that a lot of people are really high on because just signed the fat contract but he was really a surprise last year in fantasy as well yeah my biggest
1: um my biggest Advice for new people and quarterback is no matter what happens, don't draft Tim Tebow. It's just, yeah. just just don't, don't draft Tim Tebow as a tight end and think you're going to use my quarterback later. It's a waste of your time and money. Don't draft Tim Tebow at all.
0: But yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Do you think he'll see the field very much this year? I don't know. I mean, I'm. I would guess.
1: Yeah. It just irritates me that he's he's in the league and Kaepernick's not. But we'll 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 get into that another day. Yeah, you know Tim Tebow seems to be a good guy. You know I've got nothing against Tim Tebow whatsoever. He's he he seems to be a good citizen. He he's just.
0: It's about talent.
1: It's about you know, and, and and I'll and say production. the guy's a tremendous athlete, but he doesn't. That doesn't. You know, the the home runs he hit for the Mets don't count for your fantasy team. Well, so. Good.
0: He, yeah. the reason why he isn't still on the Mets is because he could, that's the only time he hit a baseball was a home run. Yeah. He didn't have anything else. Right. Exactly. But i tell you what, my friend, it's been great talking to you as far as your strategy, the way you approach the drafts. And, and uh, cause like I said, over the next few weeks, you and I both will be drafting in leagues here coming up. So I'm looking forward to that. If you guys have any questions out there, once again, I S fantasy football at yahoo.com pot at yahoo.com dig on America on social media, all over the place. Please go ahead and follow them. Check, check out their shows covering the politics and the whole nine yards coming out there. In fact, I'll make sure he goes ahead and gives a description out there just to make sure it gives you that buy-in. And you've already heard the ad already on this show, so I've got that popped in there. But before we head on out, my friend, is there some actual targets you're going for? Players that you already know that you're targeting and zooming in on that you think people, you know, it's, you know, people are going to say, "Hey, so who are some of the players you're targeting on?" I, I'm asking for three. So if you have three that you could target mm-hmm. in on, who would they be? So early
1: on in the draft, I, I'll, I'll probably end up giving you about five here, but um, <clears throat> they're going to be at different points in time along okay. the draft. Now I'm going to, I'm going again. I assume that this is a one quarterback redraft league with ten to twelve players. Mm-hmm. Um, If you have a pick between, between four, or actually anywhere between one
0: and six. We may be headed to the replay booth, but we'll be right back with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theater's was the last skywalker i know condolences to oh, me so, wow man nice i i just had talked about that and i completely forgot that i saw that movie yes <laughs> <laughs> Is that, it doesn't speak great things about it i suppose that's the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc
1: multiverse
0: catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts in all likelihood, the first
1: pick's going to be McCaffrey. The second pick's probably going to be Delvin Cook, right? The third pick is really up in the air. I would take Jonathan Taylor at three or anywhere after that. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor is worth it. It's very plausible that he could go third um, in a lot of leagues. You know, there are other guys like Saquon Barkley and stuff like that who might, uh, if, he, if he's healthy, stay in that conversation. But I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be a beast. I realize he has some competition. Uh, for touches there with Marlon Mack and with Nakeem Hines. But I really do think that he is uh, a guy to get in the fr- in, in the first round. So if you have any opportunity to go after Jonathan Taylor in the first round, um, absolutely go after Jonathan Taylor. I think he's going to have just a fantastic year. Um, I would sleep a little bit on DeAndre Swift. Nothing against DeAndre Swift, but I would sleep on him a little bit as maybe a late first rounder to early second rounder because they have a lot of running backs in Detroit right now. Right. So uh, I might, I might fade on him just a little bit. The same, I'd get him right around the time I'd get a Nick Chubb and Nick Chubb. I fade Nick Chubb a little bit because of um, the shared backfield with Kareem Hunt. Um, Not a negative thing about either of those guys. That's the way that the NFL is. Uh, But, um, but just that quick note there. Uh, as you move along in the draft and probably get into – now, I have not done a redraft uh, yet, so I don't know how this this is going to go. I've done two dynasty startups, um, and there are a couple of rookies this year I think it's important to talk about that we can target. Um, most people know who these rookies are, but I'm going to tell you right now that this is probably one of the best years for rookies that there has been in ages. I agree. Um, there, there are eight rookies who I'm going to give you the names of right now, just briefly. You want to look at all of them in the particular order that I'm about to give them to you. Number one is uh, Najee Harris. I would go with Najee Harris, who, is gonna, who has a clear path to being, having a great year in Pittsburgh. You probably want to target Najee Harris in the second round. He might even go late first. Number two is going to be Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase with the Cincinnati Bengals. The only knock on it is he's got a little bit of a crowded receiver corpse there, but Joe Burrow is going to be back. He'll be sharing time with Tyler Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. But Jamar Chase is number two. And then I would probably figure that you should look for Jamar Chase in the late second round to early third. Might be uh, ish right in that area. Um, is about when he should probably go um he looks like a superstar um after that you have uh travis a you might want to fade him a little bit because he's going to be sharing with james robinson and uh and jacksonville so he might not have a lot of playing time the first few games but i think he's going to have a big year williams from i forget his first name it starts it's with a j uh from denver who went to north carolina has got a, a uh, javante williams he has a, yes. a, a clear path um he's going to be sharing with marvin with melvin gordon um so but i think he has a clear path to carries uh after about the fourth or fifth week of the season because let's call a spade a spade melvin gordon's about 29 so a great thing to do is to take travis a and melvin gordon that's the thing is you want to grab your handcuffs i say that all the time on this show grab your handcuffs if you got melvin gordon you want to grab Williams if you have Najee Harris you know look for who his backup is uh you know uh if you have Chase Edmonds look for James Conner etc the the rest of the, the rookies that I was going to name um so those were the three running backs Michael Carter is kind of a name too to take a look at because he's on the Jets there might be a path there uh Michael Carter also from North Carolina is a it's a good rookie target the receivers though out after Jamar Chase there's there are uh Three more receivers and one tight end I'm going to mention. Those receivers are, in in the order that I would take them, Jalen Waddell of Miami, who you're probably going to look at in the third, fourth, or fifth round. Devontae Smith of the Eagles, probably also third, fourth, or fifth round. They'll go right around each other. And Rashad Bateman, probably fourth, fifth, or sixth round um with Baltimore though he did limp off the field yesterday but it doesn't look like it's anything serious so though and then you have one tight end in Kyle Pitts who is an absolute monster he is probably the top tight end prospect to come out of college football since Kelsey uh and and I think he's a bigger prospect than Kelsey was so if he's not good he's gonna be a huge bust. so keep an eye out for those rookies Kyle Pitts, it's hard for me to say where he'll go. I would say probably in the sixth round or something like that, but it could be way earlier because it just depends on how, you know, what I would do with Kyle Pitts, if you really want to have Kyle Pitts is, and he's on Atlanta, so he's going to have a clear path to a lot of targets there, uh, especially with Julio Jones being gone, which brings up Russell Gage, by the way, as well. Uh, Russell Gage is a good wide receiver to target with Julio Jones being gone. Not a rookie, but anyway. Um, I I, I digress. Once Kelsey, Kittle, and Waller, the three tight ends are gone, it's pretty clear that Pitts is going to go almost immediately afterwards. So once Kelsey gets taken, that's your time to start looking at a tight end. Because once Kelsey is taken, you have four potential stud tight ends this year. Travis Kelsey, uh, George Kittle, uh, uh, Waller from Oakland, and Pitts. So if you, if, your league, if your league has a tight end and if you want to have a good one, there's some other good ones too. Pat Farramu is a good rookie. Uh, you know, Hawkinson's good. But those are the four that are like, if you want to have a stud at tight end, those are the four to get. So there's my long answer to your short question.
0: Well, no, that's good. But I mean, you're giving up information there that people need, that people need to reference off of. And, and in doing so, because it can get quite confusing, but you have individuals there that look to succeed at each of those positions. Now we talked about as well, players in the past to avoid, and Tim Tebow obviously is the number one, but you know, some guy at the very end of the draft is probably going to draft Tim Tebow just because, uh, you know, well, I won't say it, but yeah, they'll just probably do it just because, but is there anyone out there that you're particularly avoiding in the early rounds of the draft that you know is going to go high?
1: Man, it, it's this is a tough one because I this is the easiest thing to get wrong. But if I had to pick a couple, I would pick Aaron Aaron Jones and Chris Carson. I just really feel like Aaron Jones and Chris Carson are getting close to the end. I might even say the same thing about. Dalvin cook this is this does not mean i don't love Dalvin cook i think Dalvin cook is a beast right um the same for uh henry the same for mccaffrey okay now henry mccaffrey and and Dalvin cook are all first round picks yeah right they're they're all gonna go in the first round for sure
0: yeah well Derek I'll henry I, I will tell you this i mean he was one of the reasons why i almost won that league we were in yeah and the fact is that he's got a lot of mileage, and if you take him, you've got do. to make sure. Yeah, it's, but Henry especially, because mm-hmm. you know, even in a past happy league that it is, he's had a ton of carries, and that's something you really have to consider how much mileage he has left, or you perceive that he has left if you go ahead right. and draft him that high.
1: Yeah, that's exactly correct, Gerald. Um, you know, like I, I would probably pass it's going to be hard to pass on these guys. If you have like, I almost hope when I do my redraft league this year that I don't end up with a top three pick. I I really hope I end up around seven. Um, I think that's going to be the golden spot this year is, you know, five, six, seven, eight, and nine, really anything after three, because the consensus top three picks in most leagues is going to be, it's going to go McCaffrey, Delvin cook, and Henry yep. generally in that order. I would go with Jonathan Taylor over, honestly, all of those guys. <clears throat> but that's tough to do as well. But, the, but again, all these guys are older. Dalvin Cook has injury history. Henry's got a lot of miles on, on, on the odometer. And Christian McCaffrey didn't play a lot last year. So if you're going to take Christian McCaffrey, go ahead and do it with a smile on your face. If you're going to take uh, Dalvin Cook, do it with a smile. If you're going to do, take Henry, do it with a smile, but grab their backups. And those yeah. backups are Chubba Hubbard, who should be able to get around the sixth or seventh round, maybe the eighth round. Um, if you get McCaffrey, you want to get Chubba Hubbard earlier, right? Because you want to make sure you have that handcuff. Dalvin Cook's backup is Alexander Madison. Uh, and Derek Henry's, I think, is Dartarian, uh Evans, if memory serves correctly. You could probably get these guys in like the 10th, 11th, 12th round. Chubba Hubbard probably a little bit earlier because McCaffrey was hurt so much last year, but, uh, but really those three guys, like I would this year, if you have the, if, if you have one of the top picks, I mean, you almost got to look at Justin Jefferson or Calvin Ridley or Devonte Adam, uh, what's his face from green Bay. Um, who th- those, like receivers are going to be a lot more dependable this year. I think because those top three running backs all are you know, like this is like the third or fourth year in a row where they've been the top running back yeah. And at some point in time. It's got to end. But also, like I said, I do. I do also feel that way about Jones and Carson as well. That's why I'm so high on on Jonathan Taylor, because Jonathan Taylor, De- DeAndre Swift, Antonio Gibson, uh, Najee Harris. These guys are young. Uh, they're up and coming, and they probably have a good career in front of them. That's not to say they can't get hurt. It's more of a dynasty philosophy than anything else. But the end has to come somewhere, and I would hate to spend my first-round pick, my number one overall pick, on McCaffrey, like the people who drafted McCaffrey last year, number one, and ended up having him for three games. Now, I mean, he was amazing in those three games, though. He had, like, 30 points. You know, so it's – But – Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing.
0: But that's the thing What you're talking about is that right now, wherever you go is ESPN or wherever you go to get your fantasy rankings, you're going to see McCaffrey cook and Henry at the top. I'm really liking and Saquon Barkley as well. Saquon Barkley right. actually is, is showing up on the latter half of the top 10. He's actually, I think there are people that are kind of a little bit afraid to go ahead and push him that high simply because of the injury factor going in there. But Jonathan Taylor is a solid number four. I think they were afraid to go ahead. A lot of these places put him at number one. But I think in a lot of people's eyes that he could take that next step because yeah. he's not, He, you know, he he's there. He's in He's in route. He's on the way, but he's not there yet. But this could mm-hmm. be the season that puts him there at the top this, of everyone's
1: list. I agree with that. I, I think that you've got four second-year running backs who are really le- worth looking at. Um, and I'll say them again, Jonathan Taylor, number one, uh, uh, Swift, uh, number two, DeAndre Swift. Yeah. DeAndre Swift. Thank you. I'm having a brain fart. Number two, JK Dobbins in Baltimore, number three, and Antonio Gibson, uh, with Washington number four. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, Oh, there was a fifth cam Akers, but he's, he's already hurt. Yeah. Uh, so there was a really good running back class in the 2020 draft. There are other running backs as well that you can look at in the first round, like Nick Chubb. I'd, I'd take Nick Chubb on a in in, in a heartbeat. You just want to also maybe get grab Kareem Hunt. Yeah, because the reason why too. he just
0: got a fat contract, and you're always worried about these players when they get a fat contract. You know what happens? Either they go to that next level, or they end up getting hurt and their careers get sidetracked. Yeah. Right
1: after you want to look, you want to look really with running backs, a dynasty for sure. But even in redraft any running back that's 26 or older, you really want to go into that situation with some caution. I'm not saying don't draft them. I'm just saying have caution and grab that handcuff. Uh, you know, these guys who are younger, the teens, the Swifts of the world these Guys are 21, 22. I mean, Najee Harris is 23 for a rookie, which is really old, but, but, you know, so it's, you've got we really got this old guard and this new guard coming in this year. this is a huge year i mean this is like a really huge transitional year in fantasy you've had two really three awesome drafts back to back to back you know last year we had a lot of receivers who were taken uh who they were expecting big things out of like Claypool and Judy who Claypool had a couple big games but let's not pretend he was a stud you've got a lot of guys who um We're taking last year's draft that you can get. There was a couple of so-called busts and rigor and rugs who, you know, might be worth taking a look at because, you know, in the later rounds, you might be able to steal because it's really a huge year in fantasy. And like, we're going to have to cover this a lot because there's a lot of ambiguity and there's a lot of guard changing going on at pretty much every single position in fantasy. This is a really, really unique year. I haven't seen anything like this year. In a long, long time. Uh, all of the norms are getting close to their end of being a norm, and you're having a lot of news coming in, all happening at once, so it's really exciting.
0: We'll be right back with more fantasy football. For the latest news and information, analysis, and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. looks like a great transitional year and that's great for us because it makes it to me seem like it's more of an even playing field for fantasy football managers and owners out there because now you don't know who to take do you take the established player or do you take that up and comer you got to go ahead and it's more of a gamble it's more of a risk that you have to go ahead and when in your draft or if you play on in your leagues who should you take and i think this type of year one of those great transitional years where it's like oh wow there, you know, there could be someone that's really up and coming that you didn't get or that you didn't play that really bites you in the end.
1: Gerald, who do you who do you take if you have the
0: top three picks like let, you have the top three picks? Who do you take with those three picks? If I had to take the top three picks and uh, we're talking again about Henry McCaffrey yeah, for different and, teams. And right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, if you told me I could only take one of those three, I'm taking Henry. I mean, I've been I've 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 been to titles So you would take of,
1: Henry number one overall.
0: Yeah, I would take not Henry number one overall just because McCaffrey okay. is just not healthy. But Taylor, if you get through Taylor in there, I might take him this year. I really right, am but I'm not throwing March I'm though. not
1: throwing him in there on purpose. Okay, but I'm stadium. I'm
0: throwing of those three, I'm throwing Henry because he is the one that's been least amount of hurt over the past few years. Okay, and then who do you take second and third? I take Cook second and I take McCaffrey third simply because McCaffrey already has an injury history that even at an early in his career, I don't like to see. But would you take Jonathan Taylor over number one overall if you had the number one pick? I would think about long and hard. I'd look at the receptions and I'd really take a look at, you know, because rushing, I think you're just going to be a wash between those two. Mm-hmm. I think touchdowns, you're going to give it to Taylor because somehow Henry rushes all those yards and doesn't score enough touchdowns, which is always frustrating to fantasy football owners. But you look at it as far as who do you think is going to catch the ball out of the backfield a little bit more. I think Taylor, I- I'm leaning. I'm The more you talk about it, the more I'm thinking, Art, because I was on the fence coming into the show between those two, but I'm I'm really starting to think Taylor might have the advantage at this point in time.
1: I think I would agree with you. I think I would go with uh, Derrick Henry over McCaffrey and uh, Cook. Yeah. yeah. I think I would go with him over those two at this point. I'm just really praying that I don't get the number one, number two or number three pick. I, I agree I'd reach, with you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'd much rather have three, I think, because I think McCaffrey and Henry will go one, two. And then I could say, okay, cool. I got Jonathan Taylor third, and then let whoever has the fourth pick take take Dalvin Cook. Um, But because when I get to when you get to the fourth pick, I'm not even sure that I would want to go with Delvin Cook there. I might go with Nick Chubb. Yeah, right. Like, you know, so it's but the good news is there's a lot of good running backs right now. Yeah. So, you know, in the first two rounds. Antonio Gibson is probably a second round pick. I would I would say in most. He's league. on the fringe in most of these yeah. things. He's
0: right. So, fringe first, fringe second, depending how large your, your league is.
1: Right. So you're going to end up with pretty decent. You're going to get a really good player in the first round, and it just comes down to do you do the two running back, the 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 running back slash the you know in your first two picks. Are you going to go running back, running back, running back, running back receiver or receiver receiver? That's really what you need to decide of what you're, what you want to do.
0: Well, my friend, it's been great talking you on this great first edition again, of our, our season return, our season premiere of inside sports, fantasy football, before we head on out, you got to go ahead and give everybody the dig on dig on America. Yeah, for sure.
1: So if you are into politics and social issues, And if you love history, what we do at Dig on America is we are really a socio-political podcast. We talk about something from history, either U.S. history. uh, It's obviously an American show. We talk about American stuff. Either American history, American uh, government policy, or something from the media slash pop culture world. And we'll take a look at the history of that, and then we'll say, okay, how does this – this history, this policy, or this this sometimes this film or TV show or 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 the or media, how does that affect the conversations that we're having in America right now that are dividing us? Why do these issues? Um, why are these issues around in the first place? All of those answers lie in our history. So we go back, we look at the the history, and then we talk about how those things affect us today
0: and we have a lot of damn fun doing it you know the guys are great that work with you mikey and big Haas, along with jason dutch you got to catch them digonamerica.com or dig on america wherever you get your podcasts it's a great time or you can catch them on youtube they always run shows live on youtube at dig in america on youtube because i always yep. see wednesday notices. night yeah right there for you i always catch them like Breeze on by okay what what is jason growling about now okay he's he's mad at somebody i can see his face right there for you on youtube but yes uh, it's a great opinionated show and they always have a great discourse with their followers and listeners and viewers so please go ahead and check out dig on america social media wherever you get your podcasts and on youtube as well so yes you guys do a great job there excellent job and what are you doing on the pop culture cosmos well, funny you should ask. Uh, we just reviewed the Suicide Squad, which has hit theaters and also Great. HBO Max this past weekend. Yeah, really had a good time watching it. Thought that was a really good good movie. And if you want to hear more in detail, Josh and I go over that. Plus, we talk about South Park's humongous deal, Marvel's What If that debuts this week. We talk a little bit about the you know things leading up to it and if it's essential viewing. Plus, also, are you ready to take a trip on a Disney? galactic star cruiser we'll talk about that on the show as well and that's available right now wherever you get your podcast plus the lakers fast break we already touched on a little about summer league the latest on nba free agency that's available at the lakers fast break wherever you get your podcast as well there you go there you go my friend but it's great talking fantasy football again with you Hoping you'll pop in next week and see what we can do. Big shout out to Chris and Dom Lardieri. Hopefully we can get them back on the show. I know that they were really trying to get on the show, but they actually had something come up at the last second. So hopefully we can get them on next week as well to talk fantasy football. Check their show out, Domination Sports Nation, if you get a chance. But Jason, uh, any last thoughts on fantasy football? Are you getting excited once again for the NFL season?
1: This is probably going to be one of the more fun seasons that we've had. I think I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. Hopefully, COVID does not interfere with it as much this year as it does last year. But I think I I, I think that I'll throw out one last bit of fancy advice. I am targeting very heavily this year, Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson is going to be about the sixth or eight, sixth to eighth quarterback that is taken. I think Russell Wilson's going to have a big fantasy year, and he could be the finishing touch to a team that you get in the seventh, eighth, or ninth round. And you think a, he's got enough protection?
0: League. You think he's got enough protection
1: this no. time around? Being... No, I don't think he has enough protection. So there is a risk there. Uh, because but he faded also... last year.
0: He faded. He had such a great start and faded last
1: year. Yeah, he, they faded a lot in the second half of the season. Um, so that is definitely a concern. But that is also a concern for a lot of teams. Yeah, not everybody has Aaron Rodgers' protection. Outside of the Deshaun Watson situation, which is really going to be interesting to see what that what happens, I think the Russell Wilson situation is 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 going to be interesting. But I do think that when you look at value as to where you can pick a guy, I think Russell Wilson is going to provide similar value to Des- Dak Prescott, and you might be able to get him a round or two later.
0: One last question, and you mentioned COVID and its possible effects on the season upcoming. And you know what the NFL has instituted in regards to teams, missing dates, missing games, you know, not being able to field a full team, vaccination levels and all that, especially with the vaccination level. And we've seen that over the past couple of weeks, the Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins. You've seen that issues there. And I don't want to put politics into it right now for that. They can just go ahead over to dig on America. It shouldn't be
1: political, but it, it, it shouldn't been.
0: be. Yeah. It shouldn't be. I mean, see, but still regardless of that, does that play in at all? Like for instance, let's say Minnesota who has the lowest vaccination rate right now in the NFL. Does that play on your mind at all when you're selecting individuals that are available? Like, you know, Delvin cook or anybody that's available. Kirk cousins, if he was available in a, let's say a yeah, fifth, I'll, sixth, I'll, seventh, I'll, yeah. eighth round, ninth round, 10th round. I, I,
1: I'm not taking Kirk Cousins. Not well, not only because Kirk Cousins isn't particularly good at football. I really have no interest in taking him other than perhaps as a, a in a supporting quarterback role, right? Like I'm not just going to pass on the guy cuz this isn't oh I hate his politics so I'm not taking Kirk Cousins. Sam Darnold, I think had the same had the same issues and the rookie from um the Jets, Zach uh, Wilson. Yeah. Those guys aren't but but not only those three uh white guys But uh, DeAndre Hopkins, right? Like DeAndre Hopkins has come out against the vaccine. So this is America. You can feel however you want to, but your choices have consequences. And the consequence in this particular instance is that if you get sick, you're going to miss a week or two. That's just the consequence. Yeah. And the consequence to that is but I'm going to fade you a little bit on my fantasy team. Yeah. If you're not investing in yourself, it's not unreasonable for me to question the amount of capital that I should invest in you on something as unimportant as fantasy.
0: Very well said because again, you know, something that you want to consider the possibility or the probability that they could get sick is a lot higher. Then let's say an individual that is vaccinated. I mean, that's just the stats. That's just the science that we're going off and the data that we see. But if you're fantasy football owner or manager, you got to put that into some perspective as well.
1: No question about it. Unfortunately, it is what it is. Yeah. Again, guys, they want to not get the vaccine. That's on them. I'm. I you know. I I have my the way that I feel on that debate. I'll agree or disagree with you, but. The fact of the matter is that if a player is not vaccinated, they have a higher potential of getting COVID. And you will, when I'm drafting my team, I want you to play as many games as possible. And that is a risk to miss one or two games. And I have to take that
0: into account. Otherwise, I'm being irresponsible. Very understandable indeed. But my friend, that's a great way to go ahead and close out the show because that's an important topic people need to think about as they head into their drafts. Over the next few weeks, we'll explore draft areas that you think is is going to be the best for your draft needs. We're going to be talking about the quarterbacks, receivers. We're going to be talking running backs. We're going to break it all down for you as best we can. But Jason, it's been so great to have you here, and I look forward for your return and your return out there as well right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football.